Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. Welcome back, Savvy Souls. One of the forms of music that I love the most are the blues. And I've always thought it was a little bit strange because when you listen to the lyrics, the lyrics are pretty sad. My baby left me and I'm alone. I'm going to die. Those kind of lyrics. But the music there's kind of a joy to it. And ironically, I love listening to the blues, especially if I'm sad and it always makes me feel happy and content. So today, what I want to talk to you about Savvy Souls is the emotion of bittersweet. I don't think this emotion gets its due. So bittersweet means being at once bitter and sweet. It's pleasant, but includes elements of suffering. It's feeling happy and sad at the same time, like in the blues music that I talked about. I thought of this podcast episode as I listened to a woman called Susan Kane being interviewed about her new book, which is called Bittersweet. In the interview, she talked about the beauty of painful experiences, and she mentioned the Ukrainian violinist Ilya Bondarenko, who joined violinists from around the world to play beautifully together to raise funds to help Ukrainians affected by the war. And he's the same violinist I talked to you about back in March in episode 59, which was called War, Sadness, Beauty, and courage. So the music of these violinists was especially beautiful because of the context in which it was being played. It was a feeling of heightened beauty that happens when it's juxtaposed against the tragedy of what it can mean to be human. So it's this juxtaposition of something so ethereal and beautiful and heart-rendering in light of tragedy that seems so evocative. The bittersweet feeling is really intense. Uh, For me, there's always something fleeting about it. I had a good time. I knew this incredible person. And now that's gone person is gone. And I have this tremendous sadness and also this happiness in having experienced those times and enjoyed that person being lucky enough they were in my life at one point. And the contrast makes the difference. For me, bittersweet is a signal that I'm experiencing life. I'm putting myself out there I'm vulnerably connecting with people and I'm letting myself love. I'm letting myself experience enjoyment, even though I know it might not last. 
I'm putting myself out there. If you think about it, what's the opposite to that? It's not experiencing life fully because you're worried about losing. You're worried about loss. And so you don't fully live it. You feel numb. You disconnect from it. So bittersweet is important, savvy souls, because it recognizes our humanity. I did this painting once. It's called Enduring Strength. I painted um, what I now think, because I've got photos of it, a really beautiful, very abstract painting that I decided in a show was too weird. And I went home from the show. I refused to talk to anybody who was looking at it. <laughs> and I took it home from the show and I painted white all over it. Uh, I basically destroyed it that night. And there was this sadness to that because there was a part of me that knew it was beautiful, that was just afraid, this part of me that was just afraid of being judged for being different. And so I destroyed something beautiful and good and it was gone and probably not coincidentally at the same time, I was grieving a loss, something in my life that was now gone. And I was feeling really sad about that. And so what happened to this painting is after a few days, I was still feeling really intensely negative and now I'd painted white on it. So I got out some steel wool and I started just scraping at this painting, uh, scraping, 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 revealing some of the painting below that, just little cracks where the color from below appeared and more cracks came. And then eventually it became very soothing. And I noticed that the cracking looked really beautiful. And ultimately I incorporated those cracks into this painting I now call Enduring Strengths because it's kind of desert mountains with a barren desert. It's all abstract with these cracks. And in each of the cracks, I painted copper because during this whole period, I had a dream. I had a dream about sitting on top of a mountaintop looking out over desert mountains. I was depressed and I was asking for help. And a white winged unicorn came and sat beside me and we looked down at the desert and we looked at the cracks and the unicorn sh showed me blue light coming from those cracks. And I woke up knowing that my pain was going to get better, that I was going to be healed. And the light was what was going to save me. So I incorporated that idea of cracks and the light coming through them in my painting in the form of copper. So that was really me getting in touch with the strength that comes from seeing the cracks and seeing the light that comes through the cracks and why I called my painting Enduring Strength. And I used that painting for a few years. I kept it for myself because I found it so tremendously healing, this idea of light from the cracks. Leonard Cohen has a song called Anthem, and he has these lines in it. Ring the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There's a crack, a crack in everything. That's 
how the light gets in. I can't think of a more beautiful way to describe the emotion of bittersweet. There are cracks in all of our lives. We can pretend they're not there. We can pretend our lives will always be smooth. But when we do that, we suffer. We suffer in our resistance. We suffer in our denial of those feelings that are real for us. We tell ourselves the things that are not okay. And we pretend we can't see them. We push them down. We push down this feeling, these painful feelings. And what happens is when we push down our painful feelings, it feels even more painful because that part of us wants to be heard. And if we don't listen to it, we don't hear it, it gets louder and louder and louder until we're willing to listen. It's really a relief to listen to our pain, Just sit there, take it in and say, hello, sweetheart. What do you want me to know? What are you trying to tell me? And then just listen. It's a relief to listen to the sadness and the regret and the pain, to let that part of us feel heard. It's really healing when you listen to your pain or your sadness. And the magical thing is when you allow yourself to listen to it, it starts to dissipate. It gets less loud. It gets less painful. When we embrace the sadness and we allow it to be there, when we don't judge it as wrong, that leads to a beautiful sense of self-acceptance. We stop making ourselves and the way we experience life wrong. We stop resisting our own humanity. We stop resisting our own lives because our lives are not a steady state of joy and happiness and calm. Our lives are all of all of the feelings, all of the ups and downs. So when we resist pain, we resist the humanity, not just in ourselves, but in others. There's an incredible beauty in all of that, in the celebrating of who we are as we are in our messiness, in our pain, not just the shiny parts. When we celebrate all of us, including the pain, including the sadness, when we allow that to be felt, we feel less alone. We feel connected in our humanity. I think that's why we love bittersweet songs and bittersweet art and bittersweet movies again by that. They're not usually described that way, but just songs with the happy and the sad. It's like the very best movies are where we laugh and cry. If a movie, I can't even imagine if a movie was just like positive feelings all the way through, I think we'd get bored. We go like, what's the point? It's that feeling of sadness and the knowing that it will be overcome, that there's human strength in all of us that we see in the main character. And that's what we love about movies. In uh, speaking of movies, in Susan Cain's book, Bittersweet, she talks, she tells a story about the 2015 movie Inside Out that was uh, an animated film about the inner workings of the mind of a young girl where 
her five main emotions are personified as characters. And according to Susan Cain, after they'd worked on the movie for some time, the movie makers realized that sadness needed to be elevated to be the main character because sadness is the bonding agent that binds us together. It's something we all feel and can understand and relate to. It's our recognition of this sadness in ourselves and others that makes us feel human and loved. It's that relief we feel of being real, of acknowledging the ups and downs and not pretending life is only rosy that makes us feel like we can relate to other people. When we're open to sadness, we're open to life. It is what allows us that openness to be creative vessels. We search for ways to cope with our sadness and that search naturally gen generates creativity in us, generates uh, solutions, inspires our imagination to think up new ideas. Our openness to all of the emotions creates space for creativity to come in. We're not filling our brains with resistance. We're not spending our time trying to clamp down on some of our feelings. Our openness to whatever we're experiencing allows us to dissemble it, understand from it, learn from it, create from it. Savvy souls, if you spend too much time fighting your own humanity, you lose out on something transformative. You lose out on self-acceptance. You lose touch with humanity of other people. You close down. You learn less and you create less. I think as a coach uh, and speaking more broadly for the self-help world, there's a lot of gaslighting about having the right thoughts to generate good feelings, coaching ourselves until we can think about something in a new and I'm making like hand quotes, better way. But the truth is life is so much better when we fall into the whole beautiful experience of all of it. If we just strive to feel only good, to think only good thoughts, it's so exhausting. And eventually, I would say it feels soulless because our souls incorporate all the feelings, not just one. And when we do that, it ultimately deprives, deprives us of joy. There can be no joy without experiencing the opposite. So Savvy Souls, I guess what I'm saying is what I want for you is I want you to embrace all of life, to know that all of the things that you feel are okay. So today, your homework is very simple. Go listen to your favorite sad song and think into those feelings. I think it's particularly appropriate. I'm recording this today. It's the day of the queen's funeral. And I was kind of surprised. I watched uh, a recap of it just a few moments ago when I was getting ready to record this. And I cried at the clip. 
And I allowed myself to do that because I have conflicted feelings about royalty, about the monarchy, but I'm 62 years old and the queen has been somebody who's been in my life, all of my life. And she's the only figure I can think of who's been now in my life, all my life, except for, I guess, my older brother. But apart from that, my parents are gone. And so many figures I grew up with are gone. And the queen, uh, she was a strong figure as a woman in the world, a major um, source of inspiration and strength, an example of strong women very early on at a time when there weren't too many strong female role models for me. So I'm feeling bittersweet about her passing and the change. And it's because I thought she added a lot to my life. So perfect time to be recording this podcast for you. So I hope you go enjoy your bittersweet feeling savvy souls as I'm doing with mine now. Love you guys. See you next time. Bye now. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.